Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 725. If you'd like to have a copy of this program number 725, uh, Sharon will tell you how to receive one at the end of the program. Just let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're um, both free, including the postage and handling. So um, we have, um, I've got a very strong message today. Uh, from the book of Jude, and then uh, I'll be going into the book of Luke. I've done Matthew, Mark, and John, and the rest of the entire New Testament. I've even done uh, this book of Jude before, months ago or years ago, and I've done many um, segments from the book of Revelation, but I haven't done the entire book of Revelation one verse at a time from chapter 1 all the way through but uh, and then I've got some music and letters. But right now, let's pray. Father, we thank and praise your holy name for eternal life, for the Holy Spirit. Uh, anoint this program. Anoint me. Um, you do the talking, Father God. You told me that you want to use uh, me and everyone. But many people will not allow you to use them. And therefore, uh, they're disobedient. And disobedience is the same as witchcraft. Uh, they are witches because to think that they would deny you uh, to let you live in them and work in and through them is just unbelievable. And that they have such love for the nothingness of this world, especially when the uh, world is very temporary. It's... Uh, doomed uh, to burst into flames as uh, we saw a sports car blow up it was on the news uh, in flame and, and uh, killed the man that was driving a 44 year old man and now the Lord has uh, you have um, taken many people out in tsunamis and with diseases, sicknesses, infirmities because they are witches. They refuse to do what you say. And then people on the news are saying, how could God do these things? You warned them, and they didn't heed your warning. Uh, the Bible says that it's a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. And knowing that God, the terror of God, that he's a terrorist, uh, we preach, we teach, we allow you to anoint us and and go after souls because what a dreadful place for people to go is the hell and the lake of fire to spend eternity there chewing on their tongues and grinding their teeth and uh, trying to uh, fortify themselves with some kind of thought that would cause them to not have the pain and anguish that's there but it just gets worse and worse Father, anoint the program bind Satan and give everyone a real good infilling of you today, tonight, this afternoon, this morning, whenever it is that they're listening to this program, so that we uh, can see the salvation of the Lord. Bind Satan and open every door for us and close every door for Satan. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. And everyone says, Amen. Amen. All right, now uh, I just recorded, uh, we're going to play a couple of new recordings that I just did with the uh, 
the uh, big European symphony orchestra and the uh, life choir under the direction of H.B. Barnum, uh, who to me is uh, a genius, uh, arranger, producer, director. As a matter of fact, his um, orchestra, well, it's a uh, band, actually, is uh, at our church in Los Angeles every evening uh, during the week, and we have services every evening at 8 o'clock and twice on Sunday at 3 in the afternoon and 8 o'clock. And we're located at 13136 Sierra Highway, Saugus, California, or Canyon Country, California, they're calling it. Now, we've been there for... Uh, over 40 years and then we were in uh, Hollywood, West Hollywood for years before that but anyway this uh, song is an unusual Christian song it is called No Man is an Island in these last days a lot of people have got it into their heads that they can be an island that they can do everything that they do and whatever they do and still be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. They believe that uh, they can do it alone and they can't. Well, anyway, here is uh, myself singing the lead with the Prague Symphony Orchestra and uh, the Life Choir. No Man is an Island. You know, in these last days, many people think that they can conduct their lives the way that they want to. But really, no man, I mean no man, no man can stand alone. We need the Lord. We need the Lord Jesus Christ. No man is an island No man can stand alone He needs faith as his guide To lead him to his throne No man is an island But without peace of mind, what good is all his gold? A while ago, my world was a stormy sea. I learned to pray. And his hand reached out to me Can't you see No man is an island No man can stand alone So have faith and you'll find A love that can't You know, these 
These are the very last days. Jesus Christ is coming back to earth again. We need to know that we can't do this alone. We need the Word of God. We need Jesus for our God. Remember that all the days of your life. A while ago. A stormy sea I learned to pray And His hand reached out to me Can't you see says he'll be with us um, every day. He'll never leave or forsake us if we never leave or forsake him. The problem is that so many people have fallen away from the Lord. They have left him and have forsaken him, and they now are allowing Satan to live in them and work in and through them. And uh, they, uh, the apostle John calls them antichrists. Uh, they have the knowledge of the Word of God, and they use it against Christians. They use it um, to trample underfoot the Word of God, the blood of Jesus. And uh, we're living in the last days. What a time to um, default, to turn against God. Because don't you realize that you're not going to be able to fight him and win? So the thing to do is just get into the Bible. There's still time, very little time, but there's time. Just get in the Bible and uh, let's serve the Lord. Amen. Before it's everlastingly too late. Okay, we're in the book of Jude now. And um, I'm just going to go back a couple of verses here um, where he's saying in the church, he's talking about himself being in the church, and Jude was the half-brother of Jesus. He, um, and so um, was James. And he's saying, uh, Jude is saying, for there are certain men that crept into our church unaware because people that are really of the Lord are reading and praying and seeking the um, the spirit of the Lord, and they are not paying attention. Uh, some of them, they just 
haven't gotten to the point of where they've grown up in the spirit enough to be fully grown up in the Lord. And they are not watching because we have to watch. And here's a bunch of these uh, people that have um, uh, crept or snuck uh, in the church unawares who were before of old ordained to this condemnation. Um, condemnation, if you're condemned, that means you're going to hell and the lake of fire. Ungodly men cannot enter the kingdom of heaven. He says ungodly men. Turning the grace of our God or the power of our God, the word of God into lasciviousness. In other words, you go into church and they try to make out with all the ladies or the ladies come in and try to make out with all the men, whoever they can latch on to. And then they have all these uh, sexual secrets that they've learned from reading nasty, lascivious books. And they want to pass their knowledge on to... uh, other people, they want to train them in the way of lasciviousness, filthiness, lewdness, and denying the only Lord God, the Word of God, to deny Him and our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, Jude wants to remind us of something. He says, I will therefore put you in remembrance. Though ye once knew this, ye knew it once, but now you're letting people uh, check in the church. So there's some, we have some uh, sleepy people, and the Lord doesn't want us to sleep. He wants us to be full of zeal, to watch, because we're living in filthy times, dirty times. We're living in the last times, which is the most wicked of all times that has ever been on the face of this earth. And rugged times, I will therefore put you in remembrance, though you once knew this. How can you once know it, and you don't know it now? <laughs> I just got a report today that there's been, they go down to Hollywood Boulevard and different parts of Los Angeles to witness and testify to people, and then they bring them up to the church for a service, and then the, they let them eat a meal up there, which is absolutely delicious, and then they take them back down the hill and drop them off. Some people say, I want to stay. But there was a couple of, uh, there was a woman on the right, and she was rubbing this woman uh, on her thigh, and nobody even reported it. It just slipped out of her mouth tonight. And I said, don't let them come up again. Our place, uh, the church, the real church of God is not a place that harbors lesbians, homosexual. We love them to the point to where we'll preach the gospel to them. But if they're uh, playing with each other on the ride up or in the church, they're not allowed there. Now, these are definite lascivious people, and we are preaching the gospel to them and to end um uh, so that they will uh, receive the gospel and uh, receive power from God on high, uh, that they'll be saved. So uh, he puts us in remembrance, even though we knew this before. 
how that the Lord, having saved the people, they were saved out of the land of Egypt. The people of Israel, they were saved. Totally saved. Taken out of the clutches or the hands of Pharaoh. God let him come out of Egypt, open the Red Sea. But afterward, God destroyed them that believed not. Well, they went out on the desert uh, with the people and went through the Red Sea after God had destroyed Egypt. And there's a bunch of people that were weak, lascivious people. They wanted to commit fornication, adultery, and worship a calf and go back to Egypt so that they could have nice things to eat. Uh, Namely, uh, some of them, onions and leeks, rather than to be uh, in the wilderness with the uh, people of the Lord. So God destroyed them that believed not. Well, the Lord just keeps telling you that he does it. He, t- he tells you all the time in the Bible that if you're once saved, that doesn't mean that you got it locked in. If you start sinning again, you're lost. Now, a lot of people don't like this gospel, but I'm teaching the gospel, not somebody's uh, sick fairy tale. So uh, he destroyed them that believed not. Verse 6, and the angels which kept not their first estate. Now, in heaven they were saved. That was their first estate. They were, they were spiritual, uh, locked into heaven forever, but not locked in because when they started sinning, but they left their own habitation, their living place, to go and live with Satan. He told them he knew uh, better places than the Lord is revealing to them. There's secret places, there's secret things to do that God will not allow. He wants to deprive you of all these lascivious and sinful ways of life. So leave this habitation and come and follow me, Satan said to them. So God, even though they were saved, he has reserved them in everlasting chains under darkness unto the judgment of the great day. So they're already judged. You can't uh, just do sins unto death. You knew, you saw God in heaven, and you saw the angels and the host, and then uh, you know the word of God, and then decide to turn your back on God. Well, if you turn your back on God, he's going to turn his back on you. And then that won't be fun, will it? Verse 7, even in Sodom and Gomorrah, all the homosexuals over there, and adulterers and adulteresses, and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. Well, what's strange? What could be strange flesh? Well, what it really means is men with men and women with women. They have this weak, very strong, weak, demonic spirit in them. And they think we were born this way. 
Well, this is the reason why you have to be born again if you don't want to spend eternity screaming your head off in the lake of fire. So they uh, left their first estate and gave themselves over to fornication. Let's have fornication. Come on. It's fun. And going after strange flesh, men with men. I remember, you know, I, as I've told you many times that I was railroaded into prison on um, false charges because of the gospel. And there were people in prison. There was this one man that was yelling out, I want to have sex. I don't care if it's a man or a woman or what. I just want some kind of flesh. And I thought, man, this guy isn't even embarrassed uh, of uh, this thing. Giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. Of course, I was in an all-men's prison, and that's what he was talking about. Uh, they are set forth for an example. Example to who? To us. Because God burned them up with fire and brimstone, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Well, eternal fire means that you're going to suffer with fire all over you forever and ever. And so I would think, you know, if uh, you had this demonic, uh, evil, homosexual spirit in you, that you would pray to God and not flaunt it on television, attempting to convert other people into your lewdness, your filth, and get a hold of God so that you don't have to go into the uh, lake of fire. Now, you know, I, I witness and testify to homosexuals and lesbians and pornography, uh, people that are into pornography and uh, people that are liars and people that are um, covetous, people that are drunkards. A lot of people say drunk uh, drunkenness is a uh, disease. But it's not because God said no drunkards shall spend eternity uh, in heaven, that all drunkards shall spend eternity in the lake of fire. Well, God would never send anybody to the lake of fire if they were sick. So drunkenness is not a sickness. It's a demon possession. Okay? So suffering. So he set forth. He um, set forth this example because he burned them to crisp with sulfur and fire and brimstones, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. That means that their spirits went right into hell because they tried to have sex with the angels that came into Sodom and um, uh, God uh, blinded them even more than they were. Verse 8, Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh. They despise dominion. They don't like God's rule over them and he's the dictator. And you can disobey this dictator, but you will not get by with it because you'll send your soul to the lake of fire. Likewise, also these filthy dreamers. Since when is filth to be desired or having demon spirits? They defile themselves, themselves. They defile the flesh. They despise dominion and speak evil of those of us, we are dignities. 
Well, what does dignities mean? Well, the Lord said that we preachers, we pastors, we preachers to be the rulers of this world. Now, God chose a, a godly couple to be the ruler of this world because that's the way God is. God uses people to do his will. And so he told Adam and Eve that they were to have power and dominion over the entire world and don't let the devil into the garden. But uh, this airhead, whose name, uh, we say, well, you shouldn't call her an airhead. Well, this disobedient woman that didn't pay any attention to what the Lord said, she, like the angels in the kingdom of heaven, they left their estate. They had this beautiful estate. They never would die. They never uh, would be booted out of the uh, beautiful Garden of Eden. But she listened to this demonic spirit. So she didn't like God's uh, dominion. She despised his dominion because Satan lied to her and said that his dominion was better, and she believed him. And uh, she began speaking evil of dignities. She told her husband, don't listen to God. I mean, I had this angel came to me, this angel of light, and told me that God is mocking everybody that is uh, paying attention to him and bowing before him and scraping. Yet Michael, the archangel, and she believed him. Isn't that something? That she believed the world, of this uh, satanic spirit that is living in most of the people on this earth, predominantly a major amount of people on this earth. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, these people speak evil of dignities. And Michael, the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. The devil wanted to uh, get the body of Moses. God hid that body in the mountains someplace. And the devil wanted the people of Israel to get it because they would have started worshiping Moses. They would have built a big shrine unto him and they would have been worshiping him to this very day. But uh, Michael does not, he did not bring against the devil a railing accusation. But said, all he said was, the Lord rebuke thee. But not these people. They uh, speak evil of dignities of God. But we're not even supposed to bring a railing accusation against the devil. But just say to the devil, the Lord rebuke you. Uh, we resist you, Satan, in the name of Jesus, the word of God and the blood of Jesus. The Lord rebuke thee is what you're supposed to say. But you see all kinds of former Christians bringing accusations. And these Christians don't know what the Lord has told you to, uh, to do. Maybe God told you to do what you're doing now. 
And that's what I'm doing. I'm doing exactly what the Lord told me to do. And they're bringing every kind of accusation when I'm just doing what the Lord said against me. And so what do you think God's going to do to these people? Verse 10, but these speak evil of those things which they know not. They don't know what the Lord told you to do. But what? You know, there was, uh, I was at a recording session with H.P. Barnum. And uh, I, I asked H., have you ever recorded Frank Sinatra? And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, sure. And he says, you know, so many people talk to all kinds of things about them. They don't know him. And he's one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my life. I mean, he's remembered me. I, I were, several weeks later, I was at this place. And um, Frank came in. And he went and sat in his little booth over there with some of his friends. Then when he was leaving, he came over to me and remembered my name. Uh, he said, how you doing, H.P.? You okay? And everybody at H.P.'s table says, wow, <laughs> Frank Sinatra mentioned your name. And so they, he was some kind of a god. But he said that uh, Frank was a real, real nice guy. But these people that uh, like to speak evil of those things which they know not. H.P. says, they didn't know him. The people that talk bad about the, him, uh, they don't know him. They don't know anything about him whatsoever. They never got close to him. He wouldn't get close to tr that kind of people. That's really something, huh? I think so. But these kind of people are, you know, uh, Frank was no angel. He wasn't born again of the Spirit. And they talked about him. And but these people that Jude is talking about him are those that bring accusations, railing accusations against the people of the Lord. Dignities, very great dignities. God, dignities that God has set to rule this world. Now, Satan took the world by default. He lied to Eve and uh, told her that uh, she wouldn't die. And she found out that the weasel was lying to her. That this, uh, she should have rebuked him because the Lord said to you, don't let Satan in here. I've given you charge of this place and don't listen to anything. If anybody tells you, to touch or eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Don't believe them. Believe me. But people keep doing what the Lord said not to do. And they keep bringing railing, railing accusations against, uh, and accusations against those of the Lord. Now the Lord says that we're supposed to rebuke them. Amen. Yeah. They uh, no, naturally. It's just a natural thing with them as uh, it is with brute beasts. In those things, they corrupt themselves. They think that they're corrupting us and that they're hurting us, but the more you people or anyone out there does these things, you're corrupting yourselves. Uh, this word of God says by the Holy Spirit. 
And then what does the word say? It says, verse 11, Woe unto them. Oh, woe. When the, when the Spirit of the Lord says, Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain. You've heard of Cain and Abel. Cain slew his brother. And that's what they're attempting to do is to slay Christians. And ran greedily after the heir of Balaam. For money, they'll testify against you. Uh, they'll prophesy against you. They'll do everything in their power. If you'll just let us out of prison, we'll say any evil thing you want uh, about different prophets or teachers or preachers, people like Tony Alamo. Let us out of prison. That's how they got me, railroaded me into prison, is by calling, saying, we'll let you out of prison if you'll testify falsely against them. Because they thought I was so old. I was in my 60s that I'd probably die in prison. But they don't know I've worked hard in fields all my life and I've worked out with weights and I've eaten health foods and everything and I'm still strong. And I went through those years in prison and they did it like um, my ex-wife, she sold me uh, to them for so that she could keep her house in uh, Pacific Palisades. And that she could keep her two dress shops. Well, she's lost the dress shops and she has her house up for sale. Because there's not going to be anything other than woe unto them. For they have gone in the way of Cain. They kill Christians, godly people, with their words. They're filthy. And uh, ran greedily after the heir of Balaam. They'll put you out to open shame for money, for reward, for money, and to not go to prison, to come out of prison, to keep their house and their dress shops, and perished in the gainsaying of Corey. Well, they perished. Now then, Verse 12, these are spots, sinful people in your feasts of charity. While you're keeping the commandments of the Lord, they, uh, they don't. Uh, they just like to sponge off the Lord. They come in and eat and use your facilities and they uh, just lay around. Or they try to get uh, young Christians to fall away. They antagonize them to the point. And when I get word of it, I tell, I threaten them that I'm going to put them out on the streets again from whence they came. Because they are spots in our feasts of charity. When they feast with you, with us, feeding themselves without fear. They think that they, they're so deceived that they feel that we're deceived too. Every liar thinks everybody's a liar. Every thief thinks everybody is a thief. 
And every demonic person thinks everybody is demonic. Every fornicator, adulterer, lesbian, homosexual feels that everybody has these tendencies in them. But if we have the Holy Spirit in us, we don't have that. And I want you people that are of that caliber to know this. So you just feed yourselves without fear. And you don't pay any attention to dignities, uh, the ones that God has set over you. He said for you to obey those of us that God has put over you. But you people are like clouds. Clouds they are without water in them. Carried about of winds. And any satanic wind of Satan or doctrine comes their ways. They're tree, they are trees whose fruit withereth. Some of them have actually gone out and won souls, just like Judas Iscariot did when he was with Jesus. Uh, he actually had the power to cast out devils and to raise the dead and to heal people. But then the Bible says that Satan entered into him. He got tired of serving the Lord. He got tired of uh, paying attention to what this man Jesus was telling him. So uh, the, the, your, their fruit withered because they were not good testimonies before them. And now they're without fruit, twice dead. What does that mean, twice dead? They were dead before they were saved, and then they got saved, and then they fell away from the Lord, and they're dead again. Plucked up by the roots. In other words, once you take a root of a tree and pull it up and expose it to sunlight, it's dead. Leave it out there for a day and that's it. Verse 13, raging waves of the sea, foaming out their own shame. Raging waves of the sea. You know, the sea, you can't just can't control it. It's just, uh, it's uncontrollable because it doesn't, uh, it's just foaming. It's uh, tossing up mire and dirt and sand. Foaming out their own shame. You can see the ocean doing all these things and it doesn't care. Wandering stars. They are, see, the Lord calls stars angels. And they're, they wandered away from the Lord. They become antichrist. To whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. Uh, verse 14. And Enoch also. Now Enoch is one of the greatest men that ever lived. He, um, he was so good. He followed God. He walked with God and God took him. He didn't die. But he's back on earth now, and he has to die. It's appointed unto all men that they have to die, and after death comes the judgment. So Enoch, just as Elijah was uh, entered in, the spirit of Elijah, entered into John the Baptist in his mother's womb, so also the spirit of Enoch has entered a man here on earth now, because he has to die, and all men have to. And Enoch, also the seventh from Adam, prophesied of these, saying, Behold, 
The Lord cometh with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds. So the Lord is coming to execute judgment upon the earth, upon everyone. It says all, just like all in uh, the days of Noah. All of them drowned except few, eight people. And to convince, the Lord wants to convince all those that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches, which ungodly sinners have spoken against Jesus. And when you're speaking uh, evil against the people of the Lord, the Lord is living in them. He's living in them, so you're still talking about Jesus because he's doing his work in them and through them. So ungodly sinners have spoken against him. We're the body of Christ, and you're speaking about us. Hey, you better back off. Otherwise, God is going to destroy you like he did the people and the tsunamis and the earthquakes and all the other things that are happening and all these diseases. Verse 16. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts. They don't pay any attention to the people that have rule over them. If you catch them and you start telling them, hey, you're doing wrong, you're uh, a demon, you're a witch, well, they just, uh, once they're discovered, they try to fake it and they keep doing the same thing. They don't report any satanic activity in the church. And so you have to put them out. You can't let a bunch of uh, trash uh, rule your church or else God would kill me. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lusts, and their mouth speaketh great, swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. So people say, well, I'm going to the Roman Catholic Church because there's advantage there. If you really kiss the Pope's ring and, uh, you know, uh, smell his feet, uh, you could, he could put you in a position to where you'd make a lot of money. Well, that's it. You uh, go after money and you'll sell anybody down the tubes. Just like these people that let you in a gang if you kill somebody, you murder somebody. Well, you're going to have to pay. Don't you know that? Nobody gets by with murder. They do in the court system, uh, this uh, evil dictatorship, which they call democracy. But they're not going to get away with it when they stand before the judgment bar of God. All you women, if you don't repent, any of your fornicators and adulteresses, and you adulterers and adulterers and fornicators, you're going to be judged. Don't you know that? But now um, Judas talking to the believers. But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 18, how that they told you 
there should be mockers in the last time. George Carlin was one of them. I'll bet he really did a lot of fast talking when his spirit went up before God. I'll bet he didn't do mocking then. He was groveling all over the place on his hands and knees. Smart Alec, wanting to get a laugh. What good is it doing him now? How that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Holy Spirit. Verse 20, But ye, beloved, building up yourselves spiritually on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, Verse 21, keep yourselves in the love of God. In other words, in the keeping of God's commandments. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Verse 22, and of some have compassion. uh, Making a difference. So there's certain people that you really have to make a difference some people we have to preach the gospel harsh. And the reason, I mean, the, the actual reality of the gospel, um, because there's so few people that are telling the truth of the gospel. God is a powerful and he is a, um, uh, he is a person that is uh, a rough talking God. And if some have compassion, making a difference in others, save with fear. Well, you have to tell them about heaven and hell. You have to tell them about grinding their teeth and all these different things that the Bible says will happen. Now, um, uh, pulling these souls, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted, Hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. Have you, uh, are you, uh, you're doing things in your flesh that are appalling and, um, evil in the sight of God? Well, let me be the one to pull you out of the fire by preaching the fear of the Lord to you because that's the whole duty of man is to fear God and keep his commandments. That doesn't mean uh, reverence God. There's reverence and there's fear. Fearing God means that you fear uh, him so much that you keep his commandments. uh, The the Lord told Moses that these people of Israel, if they lose their fear of me, they will not serve me. Anybody that doesn't have a definite fear of God is not serving the Lord. That's for sure. Knowing the terror of the Lord, we preach the gospel. Now unto him that is able to keep you uh, from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Isn't that something? Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. 
Well, who is that? Well, that's uh, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, the Father. Because if they're living in you, they're able to keep you from falling away. And they can also make it to where uh, he can uh, present you faultless, without fault. In other words, perfect. And don't let Charles Stanley or any other satanic person tell you that there are not people that are perfect because they are. He says, and to present you faultless without one sin on your soul before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. Well, of course, if you're faultless and you stand before the presence of the Lord, uh, you're going to be exceedingly full of joy. And you'll say, it was really worth me fleeing from the very appearance of evil. Oh, how glad I am, how full of joy I am that I did it. There was a couple of times when I felt that I was going to yield to temptation, but I didn't. I turned my back on it. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. That was the book of Jude. Amen. All right, now we have some letters. Because time has just about run out here. Now, where's the first one from, Sharon, or Michelle, whichever one? From Eldoret, Kenya, East Africa. Okay, this is Michelle speaking. All right, what do they have to say? Dear treasured friend, Pastor Tony Lama, warm Christian greetings to you in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I am glad and happy to tell you that above all other literature books, I am more interested in your books, newsletters, etc. What God-inspired books. I want to assure you that after going through some of your books, The Messiah, which I have been borrowing from friends here in Kenya, I came to understand clearly the messages, and I have really seen its significance. I believe that we really live in the last days. Your messages broadened our understanding. What a blessing if we could receive those materials. We shall share Bibles, books, newsletters, etc. with as many people as possible here in our library. I beseech you to try and send 24 copies of your English Bibles and 24 copies of your books, The Messiah. Already 25 Muslims have been converted and joined our church just after going through some of your books, The Messiah, which we have been borrowing from friends here in Kenya. I know these materials are very costly, but we would be very grateful to you if you could look for a sponsor for us so that we could acquire these 24 copies of your English Bible and your book, The Messiah. Oh, we'll, we'll sponsor you and... If any uh, person out there that is of the Lord that wants to help us, uh, we'd love to have uh, millions of partners to help us because uh, we're getting a great reward from the Lord, and you'll get the same reward with us if you help us. Then what? Pastor Lamo, please send these materials by airmail. These will take 10 days to reach to them here in El Duret. Below, please find a list of 25 Muslims who have already joined our church after reading your books and also after listening to your teaching through Radio Africa. So we have to get the gospel to Muslims because they're saying, kill Whitey. Kill, kill, kill. And the Lord tells us, no, don't kill. Uh, preach the gospel so they can live forever. All right? And to help them. All right, keep going. Lastly, we will conclude by extending our sincere greetings to all the staff of your ministry. We are praying that all of us will remain faithful to God so that at last we will meet Jesus and walk the golden sea of glass and sing the song of Moses and the Lamb. 
This is our prayer in Jesus' name. May the Lord richly bless you and reward you in all you do. In Christ's eternal life, Pastor Ernest Onyango from Eldoret, Kenya, East Africa. Praise the Lord. And people say that the people of Africa who don't know the gospel, they know it better than the people here in the States. It seems because we get a lot of letters from there, but we have a lot of letters also from the United States. All right, it's time now to pray. Uh, we've really run out of time here, gone a little bit over. So uh, you can know the Lord and have the power of God in you. It's just so simple that even, uh, you know, the people stumble over the simplicity of the gospel. Uh, little children understand that it's just we must come to the Lord as a little child. Just have faith in the Lord and come to him and say, say this prayer now. Say it to him. Say, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father God, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, say to the Lord now. I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Father God, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me. And I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my eternal soul. Praise your holy name. Now just raise your hands up and praise and thank the Lord and share and tell our listening audience how they can receive a copy of this program, number 725. Go to com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. Uh, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying tune in tomorrow for another precise instruction on how to uh, enter into heaven and stay totally out of hell in the lake of fire. When I saw Jesus, that was the happiest thing that ever happened to me in life. I wanted to just be there immediately. And I was so bummed out when I wasn't able to go then. He told me, he started telling me of all the things that I wasn't reading enough and everything. But this is my true feeling about this song, Angel Band. A lot of people uh, sing it as though they uh, it's um, something fearful or sad. But this is the happiest thing in my life. Uh, this is myself with the uh, Prague Symphony Orchestra and the... Um, Life Choir singing Angel Band. You know, there's nothing better than to know that you're going to heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. My latest son is sinking fast. My race is nearly run. My strongest trial. Now our past, my triumph has begun. Oh, come, angel band, come 
is true. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. Glory to God.